Georgian bag. That's a nasty looking finger, lady. You got the face? What? No. Hey, I got your fertilizer. We made you. <laughs> Welcome back, interweb friends. Welcome back to quarantine. This is, I, I, I'm, we get to do these so rarely during quarantine, I'm messing up the intro. Uh, Hollywood makes bad movies. We make fun of them. Uh, I am joined. I'm Alex Dunbar. I'm joined as always by Cody Wolf. You smell like pepperoni. <laughs> I like pepperoni. <laughs> someone, someone had to do that. Jack Estabrook. Fuck the fuchsia. It's Friday. <laughs> that was my favorite line in the movie. I liked that. Christy Smorrow. It is babe, isn't it? <laughs> and very special guest. Tim Ferlito joining us for this special episode. Tim, how are you? Waitress, more butter. <laughs> what our movie this week is 1986's Chopping Mall. Um, and I'm curious, had, had Tim and I were talking about this before we went on mic, but had anyone seen any, well, who had seen this movie before? Anyone? I saw it for the first time this summer, actually. I watched the Joe Bob Briggs version of it on Shudder. Okay. So it was the first time I'd seen it. And that, that was what I had seen as well. But when I was a kid, we had it on the wall at the video store where I worked at. And uh, I remember the box uh, exactly. I remember the description on the back. And yeah, yeah. yeah but I hadn't seen it just now, yeah. I had been aware of the movie for a long time. But I hadn't seen it until this summer. Christine. This may shock you guys to know that I had never even heard of it. Wow. Okay. Jack, anything? No, I don't think so. I mean, unless I watched it once years ago and put it in the back of my mind, but I doubt it. Okay. Okay. I, I did yeah. see this when I was like a teenager, had not seen it since and my entire memory of it was pretty much limited to uh, robots in a mall, like robots killing, like security robots killing people in a mall. I, I had forgotten everything else about it. Um, Robots, robots killing people in mall was not what I assumed when I heard the title "Chopping Mall." Though, although you would think it's a serial killer movie, right? Yeah, always what I thought. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's. I, I guess we can get into before we get into it. I have to preface this by saying I had a hell of a lot of fun watching this movie. This is this is oftentimes what I want from this kind of movie. I watched this movie in one sitting, which mm -hmm. is unprecedented at this point in my life for me to see anything more than like a YouTube clip in one sitting. Wow. Um, I, I really had, I mean, there is plenty to talk about in this movie. It is super crazy, but I had a lot of fun watching it. I, and, and I was, I was very glad that I did. This is going to add, this is going to go on the short list of stop the movie movies that I would watch again if I had the opportunity to. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a fun movie. It's, you know, that fun, goofy eighties. It knows what it is. <laughs> it is. And it's uh, it's the rare uh, comedy horror from that era when everything was trying to be the next, you know, horror franchise and set themselves up to be as, as frightening as possible, as scary as possible, as franchisable as possible. Here was this like, you know, in and out one time, hilarious, less than 80 minutes long, just get in, get out and entertain the crowd. And it was fantastic. I laughed at myself in the opening shot. As soon as you get inside the mall, I was like, wow, this reminds me of the Stranger Things mall, which is because yeah. it, in Stranger Things, it's supposed to remind you of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 
But when's the last time you saw a carpet in a mall? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I was fascinated by how many not franchise, like not brand name stores were in the mall. Like, like even That's if- to avoid lawsuits, right? Well, I, think, I think a lot of them were like joke names, like- uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. Not joke names, but like in, you know, in joke names to like other filmmakers or movies. Like the little shop of pets. Or, yeah, it was it was uh, Rogers, like Roger Corman's Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yeah, it was Roger Corman's wife produced it, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's not a Corman, but it's sort of a Corman. It's related, yeah. I think. Yeah, the Corman family. It's yeah. like a cousin. It's yeah, like a cousin. Yeah. And Corman did con- Roger Corman did consult on it and was involved to some degree. I-, I think also like some of the best of the Roger Corman movies, you can actually tell that people, the people who are making it, cared. Like th- there is a like effort to this in some things. Like there are some things that are like, obviously they were on a low budget, but they are trying to make the most of the budget in a lot of ways. And and I found that very, that effort that went into a couple of things, very endearing. But, you yeah. know, th- it's cheap, but they're trying, they don't want it to look cheap, which, which and that I, I appreciated their work in that way. Yeah, I mean, the, the robots look fantastic. Um, you know, the setting of the mall is, is authentic. There's nothing about it that looks wrong or off. It's a natural setting, not a manufactured one. Um, and it's got, and actually just because of the Corman school, I mean, the, the director, Jim Wynorski, used to work directly for Roger Corman. He worked um, cutting trailers for Roger Corman's production company and had uh, uh, Dick Miller, who did a lot of Roger Corman movies. Yeah, in there. yeah. Always a friendly great, face to see. Great scene with Dick Miller. And uh, it had uh, Paul Bartel and I can't remember the name of the other woman right now. Uh, Mary Warrenoff. Uh, they were the two people in the, at the beginning razzing the unveiling of the, um, yep. of the robots. They did I movies. Have to, I have to look that up. We're, we'll have to get into that a little bit when we get to that point. Because I, that confused me. And, and Wikipedia had to help me out for a minute there. Because I was a little like, what's going on here? Um, all right, so let's let's go into it. The movie starts with a movie, like a promotional film. We don't know it at the time. We don't know that, yep. Yeah, it's like a variant on like somebody waking up from a dream and you're like, oh, it was just a dream, except like instead of that, it's like, oh no, it was just a promotional film for a, ro- for a robot security company as we watch a, uh, a mall thief but like someone who's in a mall overnight stealing jewelry get apprehended and tased by an autonomous robot um and i loved that they're actually playing it as a film strip like they're projecting (laughs) this wasn't like a video like they actually projected it to like an audience of people yeah i think i may have said out loud oh my god film yeah yeah (laughs) Which, which even in 1986, you would have wanted to say, like... I would have wheeled out a giant TV. Yeah. Right, they're a high-tech firm with robots, but they have to use film projection. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, they're, they were the original hipsters, you know, they're like, <laughs> that's so cool. And I feel like soon just seeing a mall in this movie will be the same as seeing film at this point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that yeah. last night, like, right. soon, soon, like, a mall is just going to be, like, this thing that nobody... <laughs> ever goes to anymore i did think at one point man i miss going to the mall yeah. <laughs> i actually thought i miss a crowded mall <laughs> oh, i missed going to the mall like 30 years ago 20 years ago yeah. when it was like a happening place to be 
Yeah. He's in air quotes there. For- there, was nothing, <laughs> there was nothing that was not optimistic about the mall and mall living, you know? Yeah. I was confused initially by the scene because I'm like, is this a press conference or is it like informational? I think oh, they- I assumed I assumed that, 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 that the people at the meeting were the mall tenants. Yeah. Yeah. They're, this they, was they're the dude install- selling this idea. Not even selling it because it was already installed. I think they're just like, here's it was basically like a uh, just an introduction to what they had going now. They're like, here's the new robots. This is your security system. This is how it works. I think you're right, Cody. It was sold. As, it looked like they were trying to sell it, like how they presented it. But I think it was just like these people worked at the mall and they had questions and they're like, well, it, they're already, you know, they already had it all set up. They had the thing on the roof and, and I think it launched that night. So yeah, there's an attempt here. I thought that would have been really cool. Somebody says, wait a minute, the guy in the film looked like he was dead. No, he was apprehended. No, no, it looked like he was dead. No, no, it was knockout gas. It was knockout gas. I thought maybe they should have played up the fact that the company didn't care to make it more of a satire, but they didn't. They were like, nope, he's fine. Nothing can go wrong. And it's like a lightning strike that causes them to bug out. I think it would have been funnier if he was like, no, he's fine. Because you know, he's totally dead. No, nah, no, nah, he's fine. Don't worry about it. Like right. in that vein of hiding how lethal they are, they don't even mention the, the deadly lasers that they can shoot. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, they did mention it. They talked about how the lasers could clear away any debris. Which they did? Oh, it just happens to be that. human beings in this case. Yeah. Oh, Why I didn't aren't they selling that. this to like the military? Seriously. They're like, well, the I only application they can think of is the law. <laughs> yeah. The thing that mystified me in. I don't know why they didn't put, because this is a movie that has a lot of characters, probably too many characters, and why they didn't put any of the main characters in this scene. Like, everyone who's in this scene, you never see again. Well, yeah, I think it was probably, like, store owners and stuff, like the higher-up, you know, these kids are all just employees of the stores, you know what I mean? I guess so. I still think it would have helped the movie, though, because I, to just be, like, I, I mean, A, I kept thinking that that guy who ran the security company was going to come back to the movie yeah. in some way, which he never does. Or it would have helped. Because I, I was confused for a little bit as to, like, what was going on with some of the people. I mean, I guess you're right. They're just kids who work in the stores. But I yeah. would have loved if this scene was maybe them being like, again, is, is that guy dead? <laughs> like, you know, and that, and they later, you know, that they could have had some like, I don't know about these robots, like could have set it up a little bit. Um, yeah, even like the guy that was like introducing them to, to all the uh, store owners to just like, you, you're, you're thinking, yeah, he's going to come back at like two thirds of the way in the movie. Like what's going on here? And then get shot by his own creation. But yeah, uh, yeah this, this, this is the eighties though. Like, you know, when Rocky had a robot for his house, so I think robots were a pretty common thing in the, uh, in the eighties. No one it. I tend to forget about the robot being Rocky. Yeah. I, I, we're going to go off topic here for a second, but Sylvester Stallone is putting together a director's cut of Rocky Four. Yeah. And people have found out that the robot is being cut out. Everything yeah. with the robot is being cut out. No, and I you got to keep it in. I know. Poor Polly. Yeah. Yeah. That's arguably the C plot of the movie. I don't know. Like, I don't know how you take that out. But is Polly going to have any scenes left if they cut out all the robot stuff? I don't know. Maybe friends. Maybe left. they'll just retrofit it George Lucas style and just put like a tall girlfriend there or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also have to say that for back to chopping ball, the credit sequence for this movie, <clears throat> which is just a montage of weird '80s mall gags was yeah. incredible. 
I, I mean, it was for me, it was like perfectly cheesy and like, like just like, it's so goofy, but I loved every second of it. it I feel it, like you see this in a lot of movies, like from this time period too, where malls were a newer thing where it's like, look at this, it's a mall. Look at all these things in the mall. And you know, they always get these kind of sequences. Yeah. The girl, girls in like cheetah bikinis walking around, making guys fall over with their sexiness. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That like, happens so much at Great Northern Mall, man. Yeah. All, every All day. the time. Yeah. I, I would have loved, I've never seen a kid skateboard in a mall, but I love, I would have loved if I had seen that in my mall growing up. Did anybody, I, I, I love the Mighty Ducks series. Yeah. Mighty Ducks 2, there's a whole thing with skateboarding through the mall, through the mall of America. So there's lots of room to skateboard. Love that. That's what that reminded me of. Yep. Yeah. I haven't seen those movies in years. Well, yeah, and then they get real weird. (laughs) I should have mentioned this. I forgot. Okay, so as as Tim referenced, during that like um, meeting about the security robots, there's these two people who are kind of making snarky comments. Yeah. And it's Paul Bartel and his other star. They are actually apparently playing their same characters from the movie Eating Raul. Yeah. Yeah, The the Blands. The Blands. Like, that's a. You ever seen that movie? I I think I saw it in the oh. mid '90s when I worked at Blockbuster. I think we watched it one night, but I, again, I don't remember it very well. It's a great movie. Paul Bartel, the guy in that scene, he wrote and directed it. And basically, what it is, is that he and his wife, who have like a uh, intentionally chaste and sexless marriage, decide to start posing as swingers so as to kill people that they think are too debauched for society. And uh, and in the end, they wind up killing a guy, Raul, at a time when their restaurant needs meat, and they wind up, you know, killing and serving Raul. And, and then they uh, go to the mall. And then they go to the mall. And they go to the mall. Because, uh, yeah. And they go to the mall, and they meet these killer robots. It's a deep pull, isn't it? Even in 86, to hope that audiences are going to, like, figure well, that out. I wonder- I wonder I think, if this is just a joke for them. Like the I think it was. If you, watch the Joe Bob, if you watch the Joe Bob Briggs thing, they really go into how the director just like put all the stuff in the movie from stuff that he liked. Okay. So also in jokes. Like the one girl, the main girl, he, um, I think he cast her because she was in, I think, Night of the Comet. And one of her lines like, is right from Night of the Comet because he loved Night of the Comet. Like stuff like that. So I think there's a lot of like those in things just for stuff that he likes. Yeah. He, he put in all the, because uh, a lot of those movies were uh, Roger Corman movies and he wanted yeah. to put Roger Corman. This was his first shot at directing. So he wanted to put as much suck up stuff as he could to Roger Corman so he could keep working. And one neat thing though, is that Paul Bartel, the guy in that scene, the uh, half of the Blands, he directed Death Race 2000, the original Death Race 2000. Oh. Yeah, now that's a good movie. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> That movie, I, I have that on DVD. That movie's crazy fun. Yeah. So good. Uh, All right, so then the, then the movie kind of kicks back in, and we're starting to meet our cast. Um, we're meeting... Yeah, like some various t- employees of various stores with various generic names like Greg and Mike and, and Becky. Yeah. And every every character introduction, like every character introduction, is one person convincing the other person to go to a party. Yeah. Like, no, we can't go to the party. Come on, we gotta go to the party. There is a line I wrote down, and I would have bet every dollar in my wallet someone was gonna do it in the intro. When the one girl says, 
in about an hour and a half, we bail this barbecue and it's good times to the max. <laughs> <laughs> but then like the party is not really a party. It's more like just an orgy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like six yeah. people having an it's orgy. dancing to a boom box and then banging in a furniture store. Yeah. With, in front of all the other sheets are clean. With multiple other couples like five right. feet away. Yeah. I, I need to get people's opinion on this. What are these teenagers? Because one of the couples is married and yeah. are running Which, an auto. Do they work in the mall? Like they, they're yeah, like a pair of left left auto to go bang in mechanics. a furniture store. They got out of the house. They gassed up their car. <laughs> Hang out with these miners in the mall after hours to have an orange. Hey, what the hell is going I think, I think on? I think they're just friends with one of them or whatever, but but uh yeah. But this is supremely weird. I mean like, I assumed college. Yeah. Okay, so college age. Okay. But but think of like if this movie, it's almost like they've turned the more interesting thing into like just a throwaway line. What is going on with this, these adults who own a small business who are participating in an orgy with like college kids in a furniture store? Like, Their characters made no sense to me at all. How they were connected, how they ended up there. What was the point of even having them be a married couple oh. with money troubles? Yeah. Yeah. It was the 80s. This happened in the 80s, right? I yeah. guess. I, I also like that the married couple at one point, because I think it's, you're right, because every scene is someone trying to convince someone else to go to the party. And the wife says to the husband, oh, Susie is counting on us. And I'm like, counting on them for what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Are they the ones old enough to buy beer? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I got all these beds we need to fill. I, I, also I, love, I love, though, how that uh, even though this movie was shot in um, Southern California, the decidedly Midwestern choice of Ham's beer as the drink of choice amongst these kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got a good uh, laugh because I believe I, well, I have been to the mall that is used as the exterior for the mall in this. I think I've also been to the mall that was used as the interior. I, I'm like, did nine. you go because of this movie? Uh, yeah, well, just from being in LA, like I've been. Oh, okay. you know, it's, um, it's, oh, it's just a mall that's used in a lot of movies, that kind of thing. It's used in a lot of movies, and it's it's sort of in the northern, well, northern-ish suburbs of LA. It's in, you know, I, I believe it's the Sherman Oaks Galleria. I read on Wikipedia, and I'm like, I think I've been in that mall, and I've definitely been in that mall that's the exterior one, which is. Um, right across the street from CB, like one of the big CBS studios. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I was like, oh, that's weird. And, and, and it also is part of why I had to look it up online is I'm like, I don't think that's what the inside of that mall looks like. And I'm like, oh, they did interiors, exteriors to two different locations. Okay, okay. Um, and I don't think any mall ever had a locker room. What no, I was thinking of that. And I, I worked in a mall, no locker room, definitely no showers to have someone walk by you topless. No, yeah. yeah, I just, I just saw that because they're, they work at a pizza place. Like why, why would they have to take Wait, Why does the pizza place have a locker room? And yeah. evidently that shower didn't work because she stinks of pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> like, like at the end of the shift, does their boss like, okay, hit the showers before they go home? Like, I'm like, like what? <laughs> why would you do yeah, that? I don't, that, that mystified me. Um, and we should talk a little bit about what is going on so that, okay, so we're kind of getting introduced to our teen slash adult married couple characters and lightning strikes them all and And the robots, 
Only the mall, apparently. And they make sure that they make sure in the beginning that on their diagram they point out the the computer that 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 reference that that um connects the robots and it's got this massive antenna. I think it's supposed to shock the antenna. I yeah. thought this is one of many opportunities the film took to exploit the old '80s purple lightning thing. Yes, I mean it's basically a uh, a lightning rod, so I don't know why they didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, and it's and it somehow makes the robots sentient. And they're up in their little like kind of control room. Right. And, and for some reason, and, and, and I don't, I guess this is just, again, the movie just needs it to do this, but why are the robots like sneaking up on the techs who run them? I mean, like they could just kill the techs who run them, right? Like there's not, they have no problem just killing people only well, in this scene. Or they, well, then again, these robots well, are sneaking up on people somehow all over the you're place. You're right, this doesn't right. make sense because we can watch a centerfold. Every workplace in the 80s that had a man had them uh, with their porn open out in front of everybody. And they'd be, yeah. If I remember the 80s correctly. There is but, uh, this, I, this makes no sense in the film's internal logic structure because it, they're killing people because they believe they falsely believe that they are intruders. But the they, two scientists, they they lay in wait and like ninja kill them and then take the body away so that the second unsuspecting right. guy can have the same meet the same fate. Yeah, yeah the that. only time they clean like, up. Yeah, they clean up that yeah, first like body. They hide, so they hide the body. Doesn't know what happened. <laughs> Yeah, because they don't ask to see their IDs or whatever like they do for... That's the whole thing is they ask, you know, to see their IDs and then they're just ignoring their IDs and killing them. But they just sneak up on these two and kill them. I have that note too. Why did the robots hide the body? Like, can you imagine like the the shot that that would have been of three weird clunky like robots carefully moving a body to be like, you know... Yeah, I don't... don't, And (laughs) cleaning up blood. Flair for the dramatic in this as well. They could have just they could have just as easily had the second guy walk in and be like, hey David, oh my god, and come across the body and then he gets chopped up. And they just laser him. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, moments later, like the robots are just lasering people in the middle of the movie or in the middle of the mall, like just blowing heads up. Yeah. Completely randomly. Then like it takes like one out of every 80 shots to get anyone. Yeah. Usually they shoot like, slightly better than stormtroopers. True. Yeah. I I laughed a lot during the scene where the guy turns keeps turning around to look at the robots. Like he keeps thinking maybe the robots are sneaking up on him, and he keeps turning around to look at the robots. Yeah. And if there was a drinking game based on every time that guy turns around, <laughs> like you would, you, know, you could really have some problems. Well, to the point where I'm like, turn around. Did you guys know who that was? Who was playing him? Garrett Graham? Garrett Graham. He, he did a whole bunch of Roger Corman movies and all sorts of stuff. He was um, on a lot of episodes of Star Trek, I think Deep Space Nine. Um, he uh, was played Beef in Phantom of the Paradise. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Um, Garrett Graham was a major character actor back in the 80s and 90s. He looked familiar to me. A couple of people in this looked is one of the teenagers somebody who went on to do other stuff too? One of the, well, the one of the, you probably recognize one of the teenagers because he's in Friday Thirteenth Part Two. Oh, the, okay. The, the, the married the married man was in Friday Thirteenth Part Two. Oh, yeah. I yeah. recognize oh. the guy that played Ferdy, the square manager that hooks up with Susie uh, from Head of the Class from the TV show Head of the Class. It was on back in the eighties. Oh. That TV show with yeah. Howard Hessman as a teacher of really smart kids. 
Yum, yum. Yeah, he played the rich, snotty kid on that show. Mm. That's right. That's right. Aside from the, I mean, the married guy stood out because he was actually brunette, but the other three all looked, all three of the furniture workers to me were interchangeable. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like the big beefy guy who chews gum the whole time. The one guy. Is he was, the first one that died, or the one? That yeah, the one that died. I think he's the first kill. The, uh, he's the guy who had. He was like this, the super eighties guy with the super like feathered hair and stuff. Then there was the, the, other, guy, the <laughs> other guy was um was very kind of just generic, and then there, he had the nerdy guy who was the he's got the glasses and he's being hooked up with with uh well, I can't remember the girl's name now, but the, the Allison. Name. No, Allison. Allison. Yeah. Allison. I wrote them Allison. down. I wrote the names down. Susie and Susie was the one that loses it in the air ducts, and Allison is the one that saves the day. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Allison is the is the end girl. Yeah. She, uh, and by the way, it, with her clothes and her '80s hair, didn't she look already like 50? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, I know what she looks like right now from this movie. Yeah. Yes, they did her no favors on any no no department hair makeup <laughs> wardrobe like no one did right by her. No, high waisted jeans just were not uh, flattering to her either. But they're not you to know, me. Well, but they're, they're real high waisted. I mean, yeah. she's like they're almost like her pants seem to almost be going to her rib cage. Yeah. I, I think that's <laughs> that's part of the '80s thing where it's like she's. Oh. The innocent virginal girl who so she's the one's gonna make it and all the other you know the ones who are half dressed or you know naked are the ones who are gonna die this is kind of how they do it how they did it in the 80s yeah this movie was so 80s i felt i had to keep telling myself that it actually was in yeah. the 80s and not a spoof of the 80s it did feel like an 80s parody at some points yeah yeah it was i mean i i, I saw something recently that involved time travel and they did spoofs of each decade and this was exactly pretty much what they did in the spoof of the 80s so i i i literally checked the date to make sure this really was 80s and not just making fun of the 80s i feel like the 80s were just a spoof in general <laughs> do you know who else i kept thinking was going to come back into the movie and i'm really not sure why this scene is in the movie if he doesn't is the the girl's dad the dad the, character the, yep like the girl, like the girl who works in the clothing store. She's the one well, who head gets blown off. Yeah, yeah. Why that scene with her? I kept being like, well, they're re they, I think they're setting something up with the dad, but we never see him again. Yeah, you know, it just seemed to no, be like he's just there to intimidate the boyfriend and to make the prospect of an illicit evening, you know, somehow more risky. And but then he has no bearing in any of the story from that point at all. Yeah. And both of them are immediately killed off. So I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess, you know, I, I don't know why. I, I, I'm just, it seemed like maybe it was like a friend of the director where he's like, ah, you know, I, yeah, come to set. I'll get, you know, we'll get you paid for a day, you know. Aside from the four couples, I don't think there is any character that returns for a second scene. No, no, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. And, and I felt like that, like when Dick Miller showed up, I was like, oh, they got Dick Miller. But I'm like, they they were probably like, ah, oh, yeah, we'll get you for a day, man. You know, come in, be a be a janitor, you know, get uh, killed, get killed in a very memorable scene. And then, you know, just we'll get, get, you'll get you a little bit of work here. That was worth it for me. Um, OK, we got to talk about this, this quote unquote party 
a little bit. Yes, because we're yes. Okay, so, I, it, and again, I like this movie a lot. I loved every second of watching it, but this party made me uncomfortable. Everything about this party made me uncomfortable. Like, it didn't seem like there actually was a party, and right. then it very quickly turns into, like, a weird... It, it's like they're participating in an orgy, but no one wants to acknowledge it. Like everyone yeah. is seeing everything that's going on. Yeah, because normally they don't even bother like moving furniture or yeah. putting up curtains or anything. It's just, oh, just everybody's. We're just watching the Attack of the Crab Monsters here. Yeah, I get mean, that joke. Crab <laughs> monster, get it. <laughs> If at some point, like the nerdy guy had turned around, he would have basically been in like Caligula. Like, you know, what I, mean? like, I don't like what's happening. I, and it's in theory, this is a furniture store. I mean, I know why they did it, like for like so the set would be smaller and more manageable. But like, it's I get the idea of kids sneaking off, but why not just have two of the kids sneak off to the furniture store? sneak out of the party to get it on and then they get killed by the robots on the way and everyone else is still getting drunk at the sporting goods store or whatever wherever they're supposed to be uh uh, that makes a little more sense to me well they had to have a reason they had to have a reason for all six of them to die because only the virgin survive of course of course yeah even the married couple i thought the married couple might survive because they're married so it wasn't premarital sex but they still died Mm -hmm. They and, and that scene is oddly graphic. Like that, they there's a little where I was like, "Whoa, okay." Like this movie is like really going there. Like, all, all right, um, cool, okay. Like, I, you know, I mean, this could have been probably pretty disturbing for other people. Like, I think some of the other people might have had some questions and being like, "Hey, man, we're all we're all right here. We're all, <laughs> I'm like three feet away from you, dude. Like, let's." It would be cool, man. You know, but no, that's not how they do it. Uh, there was uh, the scene, one scene when you were, when they were watching Attack of the Crab Monsters, and you could see the uh, two of them in the back going at it under you know some you know rayon blanket and uh i don't know if you saw the incredible insane pumping motion that the guy was uh was putting onto it but it was it was incredibly distracting and very over the top yeah it was i mean like it it was like like donkeys it was just like the guy was like pulling up two feet launching in two feet launching in he really liked it was just uh, uh it was like someone's yeah, it was like someone's idea of what sex is. Can you imagine? Somehow I totally missed that. I didn't even see yeah. that at all. I, I saw that too and laughed at it. I mean, can you imagine being Allison? You don't really know this guy. You're sitting there. You don't know anybody guy. there. First date. First date. You're at first an date. First date. You don't even know this this furniture store. You don't know what's going on, and this is what is happening around you. Like, and, and when he's like, "Hey, do you want me to take you home?" She should be like, "Yes, yes, I do." Like, even if she likes this guy, she'd be like, "Please no, get me okay. okay, get me out of this eyes wide shut situation that you have I've been brought into by my friends." Um. You know, but then, okay, so then it's wrapping up and the girl asks the guy who's chewing gum to go get her cigarettes. 
he goes out to get cigarettes and he gets, uh, you know, and, and a killer robot comes up to him um, and asks him for his, you know, and, and then I forget how it kills him. He, he gets, pitches his throat, slices yeah. it or he gets like knocked down by a laser or one of those like dart things. And then oh, one of the knockout darts. Yeah. Then yep. it like grabs his throat while he's on the ground and like slits his throat open. That's right. And then for whatever reason, picks him up and puts him neatly up against the cigarette machine. Yeah. 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 Um, I was kind of just laughing at the idea of a cigarette machine in the mall. That also made me laugh too. Again, in the, in the like 1980s. Is the 1980s or is this 1986? It's like, I guess in 1986, there probably would have been a cigarette vending machine in the mall. Right next yeah. to the payphones. Yep. Yep. Um, and then she, the girlfriend comes to find him. She finds the dead body and, <laughs> and she comes running back towards the furniture store and, the a robot laser blasts her to the head, exploding her head. Yeah, um, honestly, probably the best exploding head since scanners. Oh, it was oh yeah, that was a pretty impressive head. Squeeze. And they, they, the producers must they loved it so much they made that her image in the end credits. Oh, <laughs> exploding head! <laughs> it's this movie has one of the best exploding heads and one of the best people on fire scenes that yeah. I've like, yeah. seen from this era. I mean, which again is like, I, they were really going for it on some stuff. They didn't go, I mean, they, they did go cheap, but they didn't, they went maximum effort on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and so now basically all the kids are freaked out and they're, they, they pretty much instantly are like, oh, the robots are killing people. Okay. Like, you know, there, there's, in every, like instantly they have accepted that that's where this movie is going now. Yeah, there didn't seem to be any kind of moment of, I mean, barely a moment of shock, but no moment of what's going on or very few moments of, oh my God, my friend is dead. Uh, it was just, yep, robots are killing people. We got to go. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But like they, their immediate thought is to go on the attack, not to just find some place and hide for quite some good long while, or even just go get a phone. Um, but, uh, which I mean, obviously that was the plot point later. The phone lines are down, but um Immediately, they go to the sporting goods store and load up for bear. That's well, they their do, first thought. They do send the women to into the air or the uh, yeah air ducts to try to get to the parking garage so they can escape. That's and then, right. And then they go off to fight. I'm wondering how in the world were they supposed to know? Like, do they just have a map of the air ducts memorized already? How do they know for how to get through the air ducts the down? <laughs> Three floors. Also, I mean, like, how do you how do you descend from floor to floor in air ducts? Yeah, not safely, I imagine. Well, they never got that far, so and that's yeah. true. And yeah, but then the the guys go to. I was I was like, okay, it's the eighties. There absolutely could be a sporting goods store at a mall. Sure, a sporting goods store at a mall could carry guns. Sure, and Dawn of the Dead sporting too. Guns store at a mall carries machine guns oh, and. Yeah. <laughs> actually is a bandolier on i'm like whoa all right uh, nothing's locked down the guns are just there for anyone to grab and pick up yeah i was like oh okay i guess this is a this is a like the nra endorsed mall um i was like all right and they so much of this movie then turns into i had to remind myself at one point that predator came out after this movie 
because there are like so many scenes of like those three guys with their guns just like unloading on like robots. Yeah. <laughs> it was like for a second was trying to determine if they were ripping off Predator. Didn't the guy want to Oh, go ahead, Christy. Sorry. The scene with the three guys walking with their guns. I had closed captioning on, which made things even more hilarious because the description of that scene is inspiring music plays. Yep. <laughs> and the, the descriptions of the music, which was just all like electronic beeps and boops because it's the 80s, was sultry music during the orgy, inspiring music right then. You know, there was like upbeat music or sad music. Right. The music sounded all the same, but the description was hilarious to me. <laughs> I think one of the guys even said, he goes like, let's go Rambo on those on their asses or something like that too. Yep. <laughs> but, and then there's one shot of the guy. Getting them a Rambo gram. Yeah, the Rambo gram, that's right. There's one shot of the guy too with the shotgun, the bland looking guy. And, he, and he's like totally got like earplugs in his ears. Oh, really? And they have like a close-up of him, yeah. Because he like turns his head, he's got just earplugs in his ears, like or like wads of something crammed in his ears. Oh, that's funny. I didn't notice that. Because in a second, he shoots the shotgun. So they must have, you know, for safety reasons, but they just totally left it in the movie. Oh, that's odd. Well, and they, they do end up, they they basically, the first robot attack ends with them j- jawsing a robot, I, sa- I guess is what you would refer to it as. They like, you know, throw Um. Which I was like, okay. I mean, again, uh, well, I guess, uh, sure, a sporting goods store could carry a propane tank. And, and you know, I mean, w- okay. But I, and, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, I do not understand what the plan was with the elevator and that second robot. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm genuinely confused as to what they were trying to do and what they did. I, I don't... I- I think it was just they were putting the propane tank on top of the elevator to get him into the elevator so they could blow up the elevator with a minute. And the elevator fell so fast fell that he all the way got to the crushed bottom. in the elevator. Yeah. Okay. But then the one guy had to like jump like three floors off of the elevator to make it work. So it wasn't so great was the plan. propane tank just to cut the wires to the, if the, when the propane tank blew up, was that just to cut the wires to the elevator? I've been putting way too much thought into this. I, I was really confused by that sequence. Something went, something went boom, and then the robot died. And the guy they were jawsing the elevator. Yeah, they were jawsing the elevator. Yeah. Um, and I and you know, and I was also kind of like, why is this one girl so fixated on getting back to the guys? And I'm like, oh, okay, because the script needs them to. Like, if, if well. Yeah, the one guy was her boyfriend, and she, you know, she wanted. To, she thought he might need her. He needs me. He needs me. So she, she freaked out. And they were in the the vents, and um, I guess the robot, robots turned the heat on, so that it was like really hot in there. So she had to get out because of that too. The AI on these robots is incredible. I mean, the <laughs> robots would be incredible by like twenty forty standards. Yeah. You know I mean, they're really creative. Especially for how like inarticulate they are as far as like their range of motion and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they can do yeah. a lot. Stop right there. Have <laughs> <laughs> like a nice day. The fact that they can only move via tank like treadmills. You know, right. like they really invested heavy in the AI, but not in the mechanical engineering of how they move. Right. And yet there's a scene where one of the robots goes up an escalator or stairs. I think it was probably yeah. the escalator. I think they but I, I looked away for a second and looked back. 
back up as the as the robot was like getting off the top of the escalator. I'm like, wait, did they show that? How did he do that? How did those treads go Honestly, up? And I, I, I thought about that too. I think they must have just taken the top off of it and had just had two guys holding it, walking, <laughs> kind of bending over and like having it go up. Because otherwise, that thing would have just been so slanted backwards it would have gone right the hell down. Well, I think it yeah. goes down at one point too, because like I think it's around this scene or around this part where the one guy died. Or no, I'm sorry, it's a little later on. But it like kills someone, like throws them off the side or down, you know, from like the third floor. And then it like gets on the escalator and goes down the escalator too. Right, right. Yeah, I, I was a little like, I don't know that that robot can take an escalator. That seems, no. you know, somehow I can believe that this robot AI can do all these other things. But when you're telling me that this tank can take an escalator, that's where you've pushed my credibility. <laughs> I can't get a stroller up and down an escalator. And those at least have wheels in different spots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to remember. So the girls get out of the air ducts, right? Because the, the one girl's freaking out. Susie's freaking out. And this is where she gets burned alive, right? Well, this is where first the one girl... Uh, later, because, yeah, the auto mechanic girl teaches yeah, she, them how to make Molotov cocktails. Yeah, she's like... And, oh, they, they and then, and then um, 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 what's her name? Allison grabs the convenient robe flare that she sticks down her shirt. And I'm like, well, that's how she's going to kill the robot at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. That conspicuous. Oh, robe flare. Here comes road flare. Yeah. And I can yeah. tell you that was not really in her shirt for the rest of the time. Oh, no. Absolutely oh, no. not. But. <laughs> no. And, and it was not in her pants pocket. We can say that. because no. Yeah. Pretty safely, yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, okay. So then the girls make the Molotov cocktails. How did that girl catch on fire? What, how did that? Um, I think what happened was is she tripped and, oh, my God, come rescue me. And then the other two girls couldn't go because there was laser fire. So they seriously could do nothing. And then because the robot was already like partially on fire, but was like, I'm doesn't matter. Like she got set on fire. Yeah. I think like like, he ran over the can and like the fire. Oh no, he shot the can of gasoline with the laser. She was holding the can of gasoline and he shot it with the laser and it exploded. That's right. That's That's right. That's what happened. And that was, she did not attempt to crawl away from that robot at all. No. It was like one of those moments where she's screaming, but staying in the same spot as something slowly approaches her. Yeah. She could have crawled a little bit. They were not fast robots. They no, were, they were not. In, when you had to see them like in live, in live action scenes with the other uh, uh, actors and actresses, there was no way around it. The fact that like they really could solidly outrun these things. I feel like this, at this point she was completely out of her mind too, so... She was. Yeah. She had totally lost okay. lost it. Okay. Yeah. And is that the girl from Reanimator? Can can anybody um, maybe. It kind of looks like her. it might be because I kind of recognized her. I think that I might be the girl from Reanimator. I don't know if it is, but it, it definitely looks like her. I have to look that yeah. up. I have to I'll have to check on that. Um It might be. It, and, uh, you know, shortly after, you know, then uh, is, is it shortly after that, that then her boyfriend, the guy, the kind of bland looking guy gets thrown off the third floor by, uh, by yet another robot who sneaks yeah. the person. Well, point, I think, I think, so I she, think the women lose one and the men lose one at around about well, the same so time. So she, she dies. separated she burns, by gender. Well, she, she burns, she burns alive. She's dead. <laughs> then they like escape or they like get away from the robots and they go into like a restaurant and they're like just hanging out for a few minutes, just like catching their breath 
Um, which is in this thing, it's funny because the mechanic girl like is calculating how much damage they've done in the mall. Yeah. They're gonna have how to much they'll owe. Like yeah, they could sue the mall and get back a whole lot more in the mall. You know, they're, they're thinking, I guess they're thinking about like what they would owe. That's that's yeah. victim mentality, and they need to right. snap out of it. Yeah, I also yeah. did want to say so, that's another sign. This movie's from the eighties because if this movie was from modern day, they'd be like, "Oh, we have, we are going to be millionaires." Yeah. <laughs> so, so they decide in this scene um, to that, to go to try to get to the control room and stop them from there. Yeah. Right. So the guy who gets thrown off the balcony has a bug out here, so he's still alive in this scene. Yeah, because he's like, yeah. he, yes. he's blaming the girls for not saving his girlfriend or whatever. And yes. so they, they then like set up a bunch of mannequins to like distract the robots. Is that here? I think that's, that's here. Yeah. Well, yes, it is. This is their. No, that's case. not. That's, no, that's, that's later. That's later. Apartment store. They yeah. go into a closed department store. That scene where they're first kind of regrouping is in their is in the pizza restaurant where the girls right. worked earlier. Yeah. So where they, they, the, the mechanic girl gl- gl- gives a great line and she sells it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to I that. I guess one. I'm just not that used to running around the mall being chased by killer robots. Yeah. She sounds like seriously too. But so they they decide to go to the control room may leave and like immediately this guy gets thrown off like three floors and dies yeah um and then they I, yeah they just keep fighting the robots here I, i'm not sure exactly what happens but yeah now it kind of turns into like there's just kind of like a lot of running around i think at this point actually or, or pretty soon then the um the adult married couple who own the auto repair business get killed right yeah, that's, that's after the the department store scene, which I, they might go to the de- department store here. They talk a bit, then they set up the mannequins to distract the robots. Mm-hmm. And then in the fray of that, she gets shot. The married woman gets shot. By the and, that's, and that's when her husband goes into insane full battle mode, yeah. hops on that little security scooter right. that <laughs> literally goes like three miles an hour. Like he runs and hops on that to charge the robot firing the gun when he could have just like literally walked up to the robot much more quickly. Well, and the robot was like electrified. They did something. So the robot's like, you know, freaking out and electrified. And then he drives this metal cart into it and he gets fried and, and, and he gets fried. Yeah, which and I think then, is what he was trying to do. Then there's a shot where the um, the scooter thing like blows up while he's laying dead next to it, but oh, it yeah. is so clearly a mannequin. I was laughing my head off at that scene. Like he's got the helmet hair, like the plastic hair, and it mm-hmm. is just so obviously not even close to a human body. Like yeah. they didn't even try at all with that one. That's yeah. I there was a point coming up that I didn't understand, but Wikipedia clarified for me. And, and once it did, so now it's Allison and Ferdy, 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 yeah. Um, so that comes up like the final robot corners the girl Allison, and that Ferdy who has that like dirty Harry gun, basically. Yeah shoots the robot point blank. Yeah, uh, 
we can in his visor like, in the visor to destroy the the um laser and it's like I, I can't believe nobody thought of that up to this point i didn't yeah i didn't realize he destroyed the laser because there's points later on where i'm like he Why says that the robot's like laser is deactivated or something yeah. like that laser yeah. malfunction right yeah okay i missed that because i was like boy that robot's really going light on the laser i mean yeah. but it's, okay so he had, yeah he had mafia style like shot it point blank to get right. that and he gets like what, what happens to, like the, the, the robot like throws something at him like a gas tank or something. It yeah, looks like an oxygen tank or something. Or an oxygen tank, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like knocks him, and you assume he's dead. He like he's got blood coming out of his head. He's laying on the ground. He's so, definitely like, had a traumatic brain injury. Yeah. Oh yeah, no question. I mean, so then um, uh, Allison, I think she goes into the pet store at this point, or is it the paint store? I think the pet store first. Paint store. Pets, pet store first. Yeah. Pet point, store was, first because the pet store is sort of the final. Well, yeah, but I didn't know if it was before the boyfriend or not, but, or the guy. But she was yeah, she's the, alone for the pet store. Yeah. 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 She goes in the pet store. The, the robots come in and she's like hiding. Um, and it leaves for whatever reason. She gets up. Yeah, and she goes, she goes to the, the, the paint store and dumps a bunch of like paint and shellac and flammable stuff onto the ground. And, um, Somehow gets the robot to come into the paint store with her and then lights it up with the road flare. And oh, thank God she got a road flare. Have yeah. a nice day. And everything. Yeah. And and that paint store explodes like it's the supermarket at the at the end of Mac and Me. I mean, like <laughs> paint is flammable, but I mean, like it's, I don't know why a paint store would be stocking that much nitroglycerin. Like <laughs> <laughs> That is wild, but it's like, okay, okay. okay. Right. Um, I kind of liked that she looks like she's basically like John McClane at the end of Die Hard. Yeah. She's walking through the mall after yeah. that. Because like, oh, she fell, she fell off like a, a balcony or whatever. Like, onto, like, like, yeah, yeah, she fell, did. She fell. Two stories onto a tent. Yeah. Like yeah. right onto like her hip. So she, then she's hip, uh, limping for the rest of the movie. I was also, and I mean, first of all, that was a pretty impressive stunt, I thought. I was like, that's a good stunt for a low-budget movie. But also, when she lands on this tent and walks up, there's never a moment where she's like, holy crap, like, how am I alive? Like, she's pretty unfazed by it. I mean, she just fell two stories onto a tent. And yeah, a tent that still left. had, like, a counter and goods underneath. It's not like it was, like, an inflatable bouncy castle that she right. fell onto. She, yeah, all it was, she was fell right in the center of the top of the tent where, like, the metal, all the metal poles would be meeting. She yeah, lands yeah. on that. But then, like, when they show her, like, landing, like, from the, from the under view... She's not landing on tent fabric. She's just like landing on luggage. Yeah, she lands right. like on a couple of pieces of empty luggage, and that's what saves her saves her bacon, I guess. Yep, that was wild. Um, yeah, but she's like, okay, you know. And then she does meet up with Ferdy at the end. And is he, am I wrong in saying this? Is he holding a roll of toilet paper? Toilet paper. Yep. Because he got he got knocked over by the robot. And you're supposed to think he's dead because his skull is bleeding, but it's just the back of his head that's bleeding, and he's fine. It's just the back. Just the back of his head. Yeah, he's, he's he got is. the toilet paper roll. Yeah. <laughs> Think about the fact that well, he actually okay. wandered off somewhere. Oh, did we lose? Find oh, a whole roll of toilet paper. His girlfriend sounds like a killbot. That's right, Tim. We lost you for a second. We've got you back though. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's it's. 
I, I, this is actually like pretty funky in how they bring this movie together. I kind of, like I said, I liked this movie and as, as go- crazy as this was, again, I, I don't know what the chemical math on in a paint store blowing up like that. I mean, that paint store explosion was bigger than a fireworks factory. Like <laughs> accident there. Yeah. Um, and yet the rest of them all is fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. I would also be like to Ferdy, like, we got to get out of here. Like, <laughs> this, the whole mall might implode at any moment. Well, so there was a weird thing that I noticed in some of the dialogue early on. They were talking about how it's Friday night, but then the guys told Ferdy that if the place is a mess on Monday, they can blame it on him. So yeah. is this mall not open on weekends? And is no <laughs> one coming to get them until Monday morning? Yeah, I caught that too. That was bizarre. Do they have a yeah? Do they have a retail model where you don't need weekend sales? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard of a mall not being so open on the weekend. Yeah. The mall is a place where like teenagers would kill time. So we, why wouldn't they be open on weekends? Maybe it was just the furniture store, but you would assume a furniture store would be open on the weekends too. That's right. Prime Maybe the manager isn't working on the weekend, mm-hmm. so when he gets back on Monday. Oh, maybe okay. I guess I would still say though, even the if you're staying all weekend. Yeah. Do you want customers coming in and be like, you know, a customer walking and be like, Oh God, what happened in here? <laughs> it smells like sex and pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> Marcy playground needs to get right on that. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's do our, uh, so wrong. It's right. Question for this movie. Okay. Um, incredibly, Chopping Mall was not the original title of this movie. It was not the title, not only when it was being shot, but when it was first released, it was released under a different title. Um, So I'm going to give you four choices. One of these four is, is the shooting, well, actually the shooting title of the movie was something like made up, but the actual release title of this movie, A, Mall Lockdown, B, Killbox, C, Murder Mall, or D, Robot Rampage. I'll give them again, and to let you know, basically this movie went into release, was flopping, and apparently a janitor said, why don't you guys call it Chopping Mall? As a play on Chopping Mall, and they were like, oh, yeah, that's better. And then they re-released the movie under Chopping Mall. Uh, but A, Mall Lockdown, B, Killbots, C, Murder Mall, or D, Robot Rampage. Jack, I'm seeing you first on my screen, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you first. Murder Mall. I'm going with Murder Mall. Okay, solid choice. Cody, what do you think? Uh, I think I know it, so I'll go last. Okay, okay. Christy? I'll go Killbots. Okay, okay. Tim? Well, Killbots is like a... Oh. <laughs> oh, we froze. Tim froze. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, Cody, you get, you get to go while, Tim's, while Tim reconnects. I, th- I think it's Killbots. I think that's... I, I, I remember hearing the title, but I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was Killbots. It is. It, it, oh, we still, all, right, all right, we've got... No, for people at home, we have a frozen Tim Ferrito on our screen right now. Uh, it is Killbots. It is Killbots. Um, the the opening credits had a line that said Killbots by, and then somebody uh, said, yeah. "Oh, 
Yeah. So I, I assumed at the time that was like either the special effects or the puppeteer or something like that, but maybe that was like the original something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There yeah. We, go. we got we got Tim back. Tim, we hey. for a second. Which which one were you going with? Well, what I was starting to say was that Killbots sounds like a fantastic '80s tantalizing title to begin with. So I'm I I would think that if it wasn't working, that they probably would have done Murder Mall. But it sounds like when I caught the end of this, it sounds like it was Killbots. It was Killbots, yeah. No, I, I would thought that that title would have worked. I it's not a bad title, but I mean, but but undeniably, like, well, and and, and honestly, Chopping Mall on some level makes you say probably they should have made this a slasher movie in a mall. I mean, if you made yeah, a slasher movie in a mall. Instead of robots. Or given the robots, or given the robots a gimmick where they cut you up. Like maybe they're not guard, maybe they're not guard duty robots, but they're like construction robots that go haywire and they've got buzz saws and axes and they chop people up. Literally chopping, right? Or at least have the robot chop once. Chop right. something. Uh, yeah. yeah, but that does make sense if they if that wasn't the original title, so they weren't thinking of trying to incorporate chopping. Yeah, it makes sense. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I think it made, the title makes sense for the time period too, because I feel like there were probably a lot of killer robots movie at the time, like up to that point. So it was probably played out, and like, horror movies, slasher movies were pretty big at the time. So I think Chopping Mall was probably more attractive. It's too. a great title. I mean, it's it just for, for 1986, what a title. Like, that's just a perfect, like, perfect right. for that time period title. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but yeah, I wish it actually lined up better with the movie <laughs> that it was connected with. I hope that janitor is like the head of a movie company now. I know. I wish I wish the addendum of that was like, and that janitor was Kevin Feige or like something, you know, I, <laughs> I wish that was how it went. It, who knows? That guy absolutely should have gotten a cut of the profits. Yeah. Uh, I think you have to play Skippy from Family Ties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's do a So Wrong, or let's do a Is It So Bad It's Good. Um, I will, let's, let's let, let our guest go first. Tim, you've, you've seen this movie now twice in the past yes. few months. Is It So Bad It's Good? Oh, it is. It's, it's wonderful. I won't, even, I won't even say that it's so bad. It's good. It is good. It, it knows what its shortcomings are. It knows what it needs to be. It knows what the audience wants, and it delivers it. Nothing bad about it. Agree. Agree. Christy, what do you think? Uh, I, I enjoyed myself. You know, you guys know I'm not a big horror person, but this one, it was fun. Uh, I was also glad to look at the runtime and realize that you didn't pick a two-hour movie this time. So that was this was probably the shortest movie we've ever done. I think yeah, so. it like barely I would say almost qualifies for movie status. Like <laughs> this would now be like an extended episode if this was like on HBO. But yeah, it's uh, it, was, the same. it was. Also, Go ahead. I was gonna say it was also enjoyable in the is this the eighties or is this a spoof of the eighties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cody. It's actually the same length as the original release length of Army of Darkness. Oh, really? It's yeah. Movie too. Wow. It's another fast-moving movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say I agree. Um, I think the, the length does help, too. It's not, it doesn't drag on for too long with a silly concept. But anything that was, like, quote-unquote bad about this movie was, I think, on purpose. So, you know, it it, it is what it is. Um, it is. It is what it was meant to be, I, I mean. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's an enjoyable 80s fun romp. 
I'll go and then I'll let Jack go. I, I agree. I thought this was a ton of fun. I, I thought it was a little clunky in the beginning and it was sort of like the beginning was kind of making me be like, I don't know. But then once it gets rolling, like, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of fun. There's a weird amount of like heart to this movie. I will, I will probably watch this again um, in a couple of years and enjoy the heck out of it. Jack, what do you got? Despite the fact that the title would have made more sense, I think I would have been disappointed if this were just another slasher flick with a with a scary dude with a knife. I thought the robots added something to it. So because of that, I'm saying, yes, this is so bad, it's good because it's killer robots in a mall. Okay, it's not fantastic from a cinematic perspective, but it's a lot of fun. It's just the right amount of cheese and ridiculousness. And I think it had a lot of a, a lot of charm to it, I suppose. So I liked it. Very good. Very good. Um, yeah, yeah, this is just a fun one. Um, I'm realizing this conversation that I say I'm not a horror person, but I only watch bad horror movies. So maybe I should actually try watching a good one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I start now. I know. <laughs> and this, yeah, that's that maybe sometimes the bad ones are more enjoyable. Um, we don't usually get to do plugs, but I do want to do a special plug this week. Um, the documentary Game On, the World Board Gaming Championships that Cody Wolf did. Uh, he helped shoot, helped edit, helped do uh, graphic design for, helped do uh, a whole host of, of things. Um, and that I worked on too is you, pro you produced it and created it. <laughs> well, well, all right. You know, yeah. Um, is now on Amazon prime. You hey, can, no kidding. Yeah. If you if you search Amazon prime for game on, you can see, uh, our very, very fun, uh, documentary on the world board gaming championships that are held every year in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And uh, we went down for two years. There are some fascinating characters and people, as you might guess, the uh, world. It, it's huge. They take over the Lancaster Convention Center. Uh, it's like more than a thousand people, the best board game players in the world coming to this, you know, sort of southern Pennsylvania small city to do this. Um, it was a ton of fun to make. Uh, it's, I, I, I watched it the other day. I think it's so much fun to watch. Um, and it looks great due in no small part to Cody's work and Andy Wolf, friend of the podcast for a regular contributor, uh, shot and edited it. It is, it is a blast. And our friend Ashley May, who hasn't been on the podcast yet, but at some point we'll get her on here too. She also helped produce it. Um, but yeah, if you have Amazon prime, you can see it for free. Two awesome. more things. First okay. off, it's it's so sad that Andy Wolf is a friend of the podcast now. Well, I, he's he's so I, we we were always trying to get him on. We do get him on from time to time. It's yeah, like he was a co-host for you know four or five or whatever it was. And he's two years totally disappeared. Yeah. Um, but also speaking of bad horror movies uh, and cheesy horror movies, our other film, Mister Halloween, is also on Amazon Prime now. Yes, yes. So if you want to watch a cheesy Halloween horror movie? Search Mister Halloween. A very cheap movie made in that in 2007, I think, was when we finished it. So it's 2007. Looks great. great looks great. And and people should know this movie is co-starring our own Cody Wolf. Um, it is. I love Mr. Halloween. It is a ton of fun. 
Um, it it looks so you would not guess what the budget of Mr. Halloween was from seeing Mr. Halloween. Yeah. It looks like a much much better, like a bigger movie than uh, than you would think. A ton of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we get to do yeah we get to do plugs, which is always exciting. Um, I think that brings this one to a close. I think we're hopefully going to have uh, another episode coming out soon for uh, horrible Halloween. Um, I had a movie that I thought was on Tubi that is now longer. It seems to have disappeared from Tubi, so we may have to reevaluate that plan. Um, but we will find something. Uh, thank you, everybody. Tim, always hey. so much fun to have you on. Thank you. Always happy to be a ha- part. Yes. D- Tim, I... I <laughs> when, when Tim told me he had just seen this movie, I'm like, yes, perfect. We've, we've now gotten Tim Ferrito to watch a crazy <laughs> movie called Chopping Mall twice hey, in one year. It doesn't have Steven Seagal in it. I'm on board. That's right. <laughs> what would the Steven Seagal version of this would be? It would be like, because it, it would have to be like, under siege in a mall. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On on artificial somehow it would have to be like yeah on artificial intelligence or something like that yeah. Well, what it would be it would be it would be that he'd actually be facing humanoid androids. It wouldn't be just like killbots like these on tra- on track treads. It would, it would be like it'd be like Sven Olthorsen and like like walking like this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Which would be awesome. I'd I'd watch that. Yeah, I would also yeah that yeah and and, uh, and uh, Nas X would start. <laughs> oh, I still got to sometimes see that sequel to the uh, what was that crazy Seagal movie we watched? Um, oh God, my my brain is. I can't think of the name of it. It was so bad. Oh, I can think of everything but the name. It was in the. They had to get into that prison, and there was the it helicopter was crash. It was. It was. Uh, it wasn't called Break In, was it? The title no. made no sense in like, or they've tried to work in like the name, yeah, or the know. title somewhere in the script. I can't. I can't remember it. Can't remember it either. Yeah. So this is so sad. Somewhere, the the people who came up with that title in the marketing department are are holding their heads in shame. They're all genuine. If there was a if there was a, a Kickstarter to get a movie going for Steven Seagal that was titled Titular Line, I would I would fund that. Yeah, <laughs> that that will be the wrap up documentary on Steven Seagal's career that gets created. Titular Line. Oh, well, thank you, everybody. Uh, Tim, we will have you back very soon. And everybody else, yeah, we will be back soon with um, more bad movies and more crazy fun. Uh, thank you, everybody. We will see you back here as soon as we can. 